Last Sunday, on the fourth Sunday of Advent, we, especially in our singing, had a little bit of the theme of coming, of coming to Bethlehem, of coming to see the babe who was born. And tonight we're going to talk about the shepherds who are doing that. And then on Sunday we're going to talk about the wise men or the magi who are doing that. And in this painting that you see here, you see both of those groups heading over the hills and through the dales to Bethlehem. I would like to continue reading tonight from Luke chapter 2, the verses 8 through 20, and that text will be projected on your screen. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For you are born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly... There was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. If I were to give this meditation a title, I would call it In Your Backyard. The shepherds were nearby. They were nearby Bethlehem, where Jesus was to be born. And from the perspective of Bethlehem and its stable, the shepherds were nearby. These were our people. On Sunday, as I already mentioned, we'll look at the wise men who came from far away. But today we're looking at people who are coming from close by, from very nearby. And you may remember the King James Version of of verse 8. There were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And another version says that the shepherds were living out in the fields, They were abiding, they were living out in the fields. They were staying outdoors. It was not that they commuted from their homes to their night shift of caring for the sheep, at least during this time of year. No, they were there. They were living out in the fields. They were right there in the middle of their lives, living their lives, living their profession, Together as a group, with their responsibilities, their whole life was out there in that field. 
Shepherds were, as I'm sure you all know, low on the social and economic ladder. They were one of the marginalized groups in Israel and in the Roman Empire of that time. And Luke himself, all throughout his gospel, places much emphasis on the marginalized groups. They were living their lives in those fields, scraping out a living, trying to make the best of what they had and who they were in the mud of a field outside Bethlehem with the sheep. We, of course, are not a group of the marginalized. In that way, we can't identify with the shepherds. But we, each one of us, is living in the rough and tumble of everyday life, working to make a living, looking to have a life that we would call meaningful, and for many of us, struggling in some dark places and some dark nights with the loss of a loved one, with perhaps the loss of health and strength, with perhaps the loss of a relationship, perhaps with addictive behaviors, or just in general with life's complexities, with stress around work and profession. And now in our time, of course, with COVID, for many of us, concerns about the direction of our society, direction of our culture, direction of our economy, direction of our nation, direction of our world, issues around justice, inequality, and environment, all the way from the very personal things in your heart that keep you awake at night, that, that cause you personal pain and distress and sorrow, to the things that are worldwide. Any one of those could be present in any one of us or in all of us in this dark night of Christmas Eve. And into the darkness that is tonight, someone appears. It's an angel. And it's not just an angel. It's the glory of the Lord. The Shekinah glory, to use an Old Testament term. The glory that every Israelite recognized as resting on the temple, coming from God Himself. They, of course, were mega, and that word is actually in the original language, they were mega frightened. And the angel said, don't be afraid. I'm bringing you news of, and this word is again literally in the original language, mega joy. This joy will be for everyone, no one accepted. For this day, tonight, right now, someone is born. A Savior, Yeshua, Jesus, Jesus. The Christ, the Anointed One, the Messiah, the Lord, the King, not Caesar, but this Jesus. And these names of the child, Savior, Lord, Christ, 
encompass every aspect of what we need in our lives and what those shepherds needed living out in those fields. Some of you may remember the book that we studied this fall called Freeing Jesus by Diana Butler Bass. And she talks about salvation, and I quote, The word salvation comes from the Latin salvus, which originally referred to being made whole, uninjured, safe, or in good health. Salvus was not about us being taken out of this life. It was about this life being healed. Salvus perfectly describes the biblical vision of God's justice and mercy, peace and well-being, comfort and equanimity. This is the dream of a saved earth, one where oppression ends, mercy reigns, violence ceases to exist, and all live safely under their own vine and fig tree, or as I would say tonight, out in their own field. All sorts of people in the gospel got saved before Jesus died on the cross. When Jesus healed, they experienced salvus, God's salvation. They followed him. Lives were changed and transformed. Disciples gave up riches and goods that they might inherit eternal life. Tax collectors abandoned their jobs and gave up their social standing to eat with him. Children, slaves, soldiers, peasants, fishermen, farmers, prisoners, the sick, the blind, the lame. When they encountered Jesus, they found salvation, the wholeness, the healing, the oneness with God that had only been the stuff of longing. And all of this was wrapped up in that gospel, in that good news, in that announcement that on this night is born a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And then the sky explodes with the joyful chorus. Glory to God. And on earth, peace, goodwill to men, to all of you, to every single one of you. God bless us, everyone, as Tiny Tim so famously said. And so the shepherds huddled together. They put their heads together. I can see them with their arms around each other. And they spoke. And what did they say? They said, let's go. Let's go to Bethlehem. It's right here. It's nearby. See it? It's right there. Let's see this thing that's happened. The Lord has told us what will happen. And he's told us what it means. So they went. And Luke is careful to say that they went with haste. With urgency. They hurried off. And they came. And they found. They sought out. Mary. And notice that Luke places Mary first in the list. They found Mary. Joseph. And the baby. The Savior who is Christ the Lord. 
in a manger, just like the angel had told them. So tonight, I would like to urge you to come and to do so with haste, with urgency. Hurry. Don't waste another moment. Why would you stay in that dark field if you didn't have to? Come out of your life living in that field in the dark of night. Keeping watch over your sheep. Making sure that all your ducks are in a row. Making sure that you're covered economically. Making sure that you have your life together. The stress of which practically kills you. Or living in the pain, loss, sorrow, anxiety, fear, and sin of your dark night. Come with haste to see this thing that tonight the Lord has told you about, which you've heard. How can you come? I don't have to tell you that. You're smart enough to figure that out. I'm not going to tell you how to come. But I'm going to encourage you to carve out some time in these days to actually come. If you don't make a move, if you don't change something, if you don't take the first step, the second won't follow. If you don't carve some space out of these days of celebration... Or, and this may be even harder, carve some space out of the sorrow that overwhelms you. You won't be able to leave that dark field. And you won't be able to see for yourself and experience yourself what it means that Jesus came. And he came to save you just as you are tonight. And all of us, and the whole world that he made and loves so much. Glory to God in the highest. Amen.